I think I took five losses immediately straight off the bat. Psychologically, that can be <laughs> destroying for people. I first started when I was about 17 and a half. What is your state of mind when you're training? Like, how do you think while you trade? Couldn't stand the fact of losing. I then started to fear losing itself. What would be like success to you? Didn't really know what I wanted to do in life anyway. You are the way you are for a particular reason. I was quite guilty of not really taking it so serious. Like you didn't accidentally become a portfolio or something, mm -hmm. John. I knew Falcon was the one as soon as I come in. It was simple. I started to pick it up like speed and momentum as soon as I joined. So this is not an overnight success. This is not a fluke by, by any means. It's been one of the best journeys of my life. To gain experience in the market. Grateful to be in this position. Nine trades back to back gone and then that shattered my confidence completely. You really want to believe something. There's been some highs, there's been some lows. I wasn't good at maths, I failed it at college. I wanted to be a full-time trader by the end of the year. This is actually possible. Trading, trading, trading. All of that euphoric feeling. You can't stop my trading. It's just made me a much better trader overall. Welcome back to another Inside the Mind podcast. What's going on, guys? So welcome back to another Funded Trader podcast. Joined with me today is one of our portfolio asset managers. He's recently passed on the in-house fund. He keeps himself in the shadows. <laughs> Absolute pleasure to meet you, Jack, and really appreciate you taking the time to drive up here and really just celebrate this milestone. So congratulations. Firstly, this is not an overnight success. This is not a fluke by, by any means. So I'm very, very keen to get into your story and how you've got here today. But how's everything on your side? Yeah, it's really good. Um, a bit of a weird moment, like weird feeling for me, really. Um, now that I've passed and sort of realizing that I've passed, it's, mm. it's a bit bizarre. It's caught me off guard in a way, I guess I could say. How does it feel now that you're a portfolio asset manager? Is that something you think about regularly? Like when you pass, did you have that kind of moment to yourself? Like, right, I've done it now. Yeah, um, it was a weird one because I was sat there with my girlfriend when that, the last position closed and I, I didn't really feel anything in a way. I was just looking at my MT4 and I was like, is this real? Because realizing that like everything sort of changed in a way now and um, it filled me with sort of confidence in a way because I could finally... One of the first things that I went to do was to tell my mum because it's like the title change and everything felt a lot more official. Mm -hmm. um, so it was definitely an exciting thing to happen to me. Yeah, that's amazing. Like those moments you'll look back on in years to come mm -hmm. and I think, wow, I was glad to be able to celebrate that with my girlfriend, mm -hmm. family members, etc. Have you found that you've always had support? I'm curious, curious from your perspective because it's one of the common things, as you can imagine, mm. the questions I answer in the SMB, it's always about this person doesn't support me, this person doesn't support me. How have you found that in your journey? I wouldn't say I was directly not supported in a way. It was, um, obviously I'm younger and I first started when I was about 17 and a half. So I was going through a sixth form at the minute. Um, and I, I did, I've done pretty well academically which is why it was sort of pushed on me to go sort of like the university route and then get a job with a degree. Of course. And as soon as I started to sort of sway away from that, um, like I say, it was more so... The, I know my family and friends were looking out for me, but uh, it's difficult to explain to them um, that I was, thought I was making the best choice in the moment. And then obviously um, it's taken five years and every single year when you're trying to like explain to him that it's going to happen and it's what you want to do, it's it was quite difficult. But most of the time they, they were, like I say, not supportive. They were just like letting me do my own thing. Yeah, like Jack's just getting on with it. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's, it's not really a lack of support. It's just mm. it is what it is and you're just going yeah. through it. And I guess that moment for you to be able to say, you know, all that hard work I've done, mm. there's something that's come in 
to fruition from that. Yeah, that's a tangible, more official title, if you like. It was exactly what happened. That's what, like I say, when I passed straight away, it was I had the certificate up on my phone. I was like, Luke, mom. I was like, it says I'm a portfolio asset manager now. And um, it sort of made her click in a way, which was a really good moment for me. I bet that's a great feeling. No, yeah. Congrats. I'm, I'm proud that you've stuck at it. Most people wouldn't, not for that period of time. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been trading overall? Um, just over five years, I think it is now. Five years. Yeah. yeah that, it goes by quicker than you think, <laughs> it doesn't does, it? It feels like it's only just started in a way, though, which is quite weird. It's good mentality to have. Mm. How many years? So talk to us about your journey. I mean, we've not even gone to that. How did you come around Falcon? And how long had you been trading? Was it the first time? Um, so I think it was a friend in sixth form. He, we'd get the buzz home and he had like MC4 open up on his phone. So um, I asked him a question and um, he sort of started explaining it to me. And because I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life anyway, and the whole university path didn't really resonate with me, it sort of hooked me in even more, the idea that you could make a living from your phone or a laptop. And he pointed me in the direction of baby pips. I spent maybe a month or two learning the basics on baby pips. And I figured out that a strategy was quite important. So then I went to YouTube. I did end up in another community. I was there for about a year. And then it just wasn't really clicking and I wasn't making as much progress as I hoped. So then I looked again and that's when I stumbled across Falcon. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> I knew Falcon was the one as soon as I come in. It was simple and um, I started to pick up a lot of like speed and momentum as soon as I joined. So I've literally been in for four years now and Falcon's sort of in the background. Nice. Did, did you resonate with the way we look at the markets quite quickly then? Yeah, um, I think because obviously I had like RSIs, SMAs, my screen was just covered. Mm. And then you, I come to Falcon and it was just simple. It made sense and I could pick up on it quickly, like I said. And then um, I want, it isn't even just the strategy, but the whole approach to like mindset. My other community before that didn't really have anything focused on mindset. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't even have a trading plan in the other community and stuff like that. So wow. coming into Falcon and then implementing these those things straight away, it just made... I'm sure it was a breath of fresh air yeah. to finally have order and structure in what you yeah, do, which is absolutely necessary. That's what I mean. It made a massive difference straight away. Yeah, that's, that's huge. You've been working in the shadows. Talk to us about that. Is that something that's been intentional? Is that uh, just your nature? Is that, was that like a conscious decision that you just want to just get on with things? And that's fine. It's yeah. your own. It is. Um, I am sort of introverted in a way. I've always been a little bit antisocial. No, you're but, on a podcast now. Yeah, so it's <laughs> a bit different now. Um, I've always wanted to get involved, but I don't know whether, for me, um, whether it was a confidence issue or not, because I felt like I didn't really hold any value or would be like worth commenting in like the community and whether my advice would even hold any weight. Mm -hmm. um, but it was always, it's always been something that I wanted to do, and it's always I've always looked in the community I'm always like reading through the everyone's posting forecasting and I'm always checking on the Discord for when people have passed. So mm -hmm. it's still played a massive role. I just haven't been of active. Course, yeah. So, yeah. I think sometimes you just need a little moment for yourself. Like mm -hmm. you've had that moment now. That, yeah. Like you didn't accidentally become a portfolio asset manager. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really important conscious thought mm -hmm. versus someone who had to make 5% in 30 days and just done it. Like that's mm -hmm. a very, very different dynamic. Yeah. You went through a patch in your training where you had a bit of drawdown there. Psychologically, <laughs> that can be destroying for people. Talk us through that. How, how many trades, what, what kind of drawdown was you in? And do you think there was a moment that you consciously came back from that? So I think straight off the bat, I went into the assessment probably with the wrong mindset. And I think I took five losses immediately straight off the bat. And then I think 
after maybe one or two wins following that, I took another l- serious losing streak. And within no time of all, like at all, I was probably running one or two positions from failing mm-hmm. the assessment. Um, it was difficult, but I've always found that I've never really had any hesitations with executing on a position. Nice. If I've forecasted it, I will take it regardless of where it was. So um, it was more so identifying why I'd got there in the first place. And um, I sort of did notice that it was maybe overtrading. And I'd like I say, I'd come in with the wrong um, attitude towards it. I just wanted to make the profit, pass the assessment and be done with it. And that just led to me taking way more trades than what I usually would because my frequency went through the roof. I see. And then to try and hit those number of positions, I was then sacrificing on the quality. So it was sort of, uh, I'd come to the point where I had a problem with the process more than the, my mindset in a way. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started to try and um, take better quality positions, it slowly picked itself up. But um, even still, I think I had another losing streak. And I think I come within one the la- one position from failing. Mm-hmm. And I stuck to my plan. I did everything as I did and had maybe, I think it was a 4R winner. So it was like 2%. And that sort of gave me a bit of confidence in myself, like, right, I've had a lifeline here. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up on everything, up to my game with my forecasting, made sure I was dialed in on my processes. And it just went from there again, really. How was your psychology when you knew you was back in that same place where it's like, right, one or two trades or one trade, I'm out. Was it a thought of, it is what it is? Did you release the control? Did you did you fully accept that if I fail, I fail? Did you have those thoughts, that conversation? I, I, I think that's why the t- like the turnaround happened in the first place because, like I said, I'd placed too much importance on the idea of passing. Mm. And because I couldn't stand the fact of losing, I then started to fear losing itself. And that just started a whole... Like I opened a can of worms and I just kept on taking more losing positions because it was the only thing I was focused on. Um, but as soon as I realised, I sort of come to terms with the fact of failing the assessment because um, I just said to myself, I was like, if I fail, what what happens? Nothing happens, I just take it again. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started to realise that it's not... like Because the journey is a long journey anyway, so what does failing this time and then passing on a second or third time mean it's nothing in the grand scheme of things. You won't remember it. Yeah, exactly. So as soon as I started to think of it in that way, I started to care less about losing and less about failing. And then magically, the wins just started to come. Yeah. Then. You, you released control. Yeah. Which way around you want to put it? That's what you did. And mm-hmm. it worked. And it's how convenient that most people that tend to do that then tend to turn mm-hmm. it around. And we've had this a lot where you get people gone through winning streak losing streak winning streak Mm -hmm. and they're always like one or two trades around and something happens where it's like enough is enough Mm -hmm. what's the worst that happens I lose the assessment and I apply again and I learn from whatever happened and then they just happen to go on a winning streak pass (laughs) I'm like how convenient that it happens then Mm -hmm. it's all mindset it's all psychological like the the entries that I'm sure you've taken or Mm -hmm. the technical analysis if you used to explain it to the average trader in Falcon, they'd probably just agree with it and go, oh yeah, I've taken an entry like that before. Mm-hmm. I said, what's the difference? Is there anything from your perspective, like you've got to this next stage now, mm-hmm. is there anything that you see that you're able to do really well? You mentioned about like, you've never really had an issue on executing trades because I know it's the traders that are very, very cautious. They mm-hmm. tend to struggle the most because they don't allow the sample size to even catch up. Mm-hmm. I think that is possibly one of my strongest areas. I can... It's hard to explain. I've never really, from the start, my risk management was always there. I've risked 1% max from the start. And it's always been a case of 
if my entry's there and it meets the plan, I'll just take it. And I don't ever hesitate. I just go through the pre-trade. I go through my processes and I execute. And I've never really had any issues with that. I can't remember the last time I hesitated and then didn't take position mm -hmm. and then had to log it down that I've hesitated on it. It's just never really happened for me. So you're good at uh, making logical decisions, basically. Yeah. Is there been anything from, you said you've done well academically, mm -hmm. is there anything you've done in your hobbies that you could attribute? Why do you think that you find that easy? Because some people find it really difficult. I think maybe it is like academic, uh, academically because I've always done a mile in like sixth form in my high schools and um, especially with like maths. Mm. And maths is typically one plus one equals two. Mm. So it's always sort of been wired into me like logical patterns of thinking mm -hmm. if this happens then you do this and I think that's why it sort of works so well with mechanically me. your mind was just accepting yeah. that why would I bring emotion when it's just an equation in that yeah. sense mm -hmm. I think that's really good that you've been mm -hmm. able to because it's always good to see people taking transferable skills because mm -hmm. at that point when you're studying maths or whatever part <laughs> of it you might be thinking how am I going to apply this but really and truly you when you become successful mm -hmm. Even though it might not directly affect it, there's so many lessons that you could learn from school. Mm -hmm. I think people undervalue or underestimate that you are the way you are for a particular reason. It is. I've, I've, funny that you say that. Actually, I've only just realised that because when I was doing maths, I was like, "Well, this is pointless. I'm never going to use it." But actually, now from what I can see, it has had a big impact. Well. Yeah. Yeah, because imagine you just disregarded it and thought, well, whether it's one plus one equals two, I don't really care. You know, I just want to be more creative. Mm -hmm. But yet the very process of your mind that you can use more of that side of your brain mm -hmm. enables you to interrupt the emotion in the moment to not hesitate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'd have too much hesitation. You're someone who's gone through rewired, right, in detail. Yeah, Is there anything, talk to us about that, because everyone's got a different experience. Like someone might say to me, Mark, I've just lost loads of funded accounts. Mm -hmm. I'm in a position where... I don't really feel worthy and that might be their issue and someone else would be like I'm just so cautious right an issue that you don't have mm -hmm. right because you're happy executing on positions yeah. is there anything that came into fruition when you went through it that highlighted that you weren't aware of before I think the biggest thing with Rewired for me was actually looking at the big picture because I'd been doing it for so long as well I, I think I'd become so focused on just trying to pass get scaled up and make money that I, f I forgot like the, the reason as to why I was doing it in the first place. And then as soon as I started to look past trading and look at what maybe trading could do for me instead mm -hmm. down the line, that um, it changed a lot for me. And then like you say, there was um, a lot of topics that you'd touch on and I sit there and I'm just like, wow, like I can see how that would help me so much, but it just didn't ever occur to me in the first place. Mm. Yeah, there's like these subtle things mm. like, whether it's window of opportunity or error of thought, like these just daily, daily processes. Mm -hmm. Is there any modules that stick out to you more than others? Would it be uh, self-image correction or the flow zones or anything that if you was to pinpoint it that other people that are going through it right now in a practical sense, because you spoke about maths, right? Yeah. You can at least make that connection and go, right, one plus one equals two. So it makes you easy to mm -hmm. execute on trades. Is there something in that that you think would be useful for traders? I think that the flow zone resonated with me quite a bit because... Like I say, that was um, suited with the thought patterns because it was setting myself up. Mm. Because um, I was quite guilty of not really taking it so serious and I didn't really have my processes in place. And I'd just wake up and jump on the charts where I was making sure to like set myself up, put things in place so that I'm in the best position to make the, a good decision in that case. And um, that sort of served me quite well. I think that's crucial. Mm -hmm. I once said, I'm not sure if you remember this, but 
if you were to just take the average trader, all we need to look at is their success is going to be highly correlated mm -hmm. to your decision-making process consistently over a period of time. Mm -hmm. That's the correlation, yeah. right? It's going to be, what is your state of mind when you're trading? Like, how do you think while you trade mm -hmm. is arguably more important than the execution itself. It's like, once you've placed a position, what's your thought straight away? Is it, oh, I'm in drawdown, mm -hmm. like instantly, right? Because of yeah. spreads, et cetera. And it's it's that little thought that you catch there. So your state of mind mm -hmm. needs to be addressed. Like, are you calm? Are you composed? So if you just took the average trader and said, right, Call it 200, 220 days out of the year where they mm -hmm. actually trade. Probably wouldn't even take 220 trades, depending on the system. But let's mm -hmm. say you did. You're looking at the markets, looking for positions. Out of those 220, if you're in a really low state, like you're feeling from a position of fear, as you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. blame, guilt, you just want to get it done, like frustration, and that happens 90% of the time, it's impossible However good technically you are, you might go on a winning streak, but it will always come to an end. So I agree with you in that regard that that state of mind mm -hmm. of you just trusting yourself. Like, do you trust yourself now that when you're doing your routine, your processes, that I can see that you've got a bit more dialed in, yeah. that you feel assured of yourself? Like, yeah. next stage now, I know I can trust myself to not hesitate and make logical decisions. I stick to a good risk management. Is that the kind of thought process now? Yeah, and it helps even more now that I have passed because I have that proof that what I was doing in the first place is now clearly worked and deliberate as well yeah exactly so it's my actions have led to this outcome and so now i know that if anything i just need to keep on sticking to what i was doing and hopefully i can keep on scaling up well there you go i, <laughs> I think you've you've tapped into something that would go over people's heads and, mm -hmm. and I, I personally don't believe that you even see it for yourself now <laughs> that you will realize at a later stage 100 and you need to keep that attitude mm -hmm. you can't forget what got you there in the first place mm -hmm. over a title uh, maybe a bit of relief that after all that time I've finally done it because yeah. that's where complacency lives mm -hmm. it will creep in straight away how have you found since you've passed your mindset processes has it been exactly the same have you slipped up at all have you found yourself complacent I, I think I, I've been even more dialed in with it now like I say because I've done it so long it was a breath of fresh air and it sort of sparked like another fire in me to just keep on going because I'm doing well and what I'm doing is working and so I've been even more on the ball now, if anything. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear because some people self-sabotage then. Mm -hmm. What's the next stage for you? So you're a portfolio asset manager. Mm -hmm. Is there golden numbers, any particular uh, account sizes that you want to hit, like quitting your job? Like, What's the what's the game plan for you? Moving I forward? think um, 250,000 is possibly my, my goal number, really. Um, I was originally, like, my goal for this year was full-time trading, but... Um, at the moment, I am looking at taking on a, a mortgage, mm -hmm. so I will still need to keep a, like a nine-to-five income for that. So I've maybe stemmed away from the full-time, mm -hmm. but definitely maybe getting to a point where I go part-time and then start supplementing my income nice. with um, trading profits. Yeah, that would be solid. Mm -hmm. Like creating a plan for that will be crucial. Mm -hmm. Like get what you need to get done. You mm -hmm. want your mortgage, of course. Yeah. You have to go through um, having that as an employment. Yeah. What is it you currently do? Um, delivery driver. Okay. For nice. August, yeah. Yeah. So where you are now when you're driving, doing the deliveries, mm -hmm. did you ever get the feeling of just like almost people don't realize what I'm capable of? Do you have those kind of thoughts when you're just doing your day-to-day -day job, but you, you're you very clear on exactly what the mm -hmm. next stages are for you? Yeah. I, it happens all the time. And I do think about it all the time, actually, because I don't, I haven't been very public with what I do at all. Mm -hmm. And that I think that's somewhat from, I've, when I do tell people anyway, 
it goes through one ear and out the other. They never really remember anyway. So I've just thought, right, okay, I'm just going to stick to this. I'm, there's no point telling anyone. And everyone at work, everyone just goes on about their day mm -hmm. and they speak to you and me and little do they know that obviously now they're speaking to a 22 year old who's passed the fund and who's doing, they don't even know I'd been trading on the side, of never course. mind taking on the fund as well. Um, so it is weird, but I don't really feel the need to let them know anyway, because I know that I've got a bigger picture at the end of the day. Hmm. I think that's a good silent confidence that you have, mm -hmm. whether you're aware of it or not. I mm -hmm. think that's uh, it's really good for you to know that for for me i wanted to mention that because i think that will serve you very very well mm -hmm. if you can keep that where you don't feel the need to validate if you don't need to tell people oh by the way you know i've been yeah. doing this five years i got a certificate <laughs> like close family and stuff yeah. i get it but further than that of course the community how have you found the support from the community for someone who does keep themselves more in the background so, how, have you, how have you found that experience yeah so like i say i haven't really i posted every now and again um possibly on my i wish i would have posted more when i look back but I guess I can't help that now. But I, like I say, I am always watching. I do always have the Discord open up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it is, um, it's just really inspiring to see everyone who's showing up. And it's normally the same time in the morning that they upload their forecasts. And like I say, when you go through the Achievements channel and there's another student who's passed, another student who's passed, it's just been really like eye-opening for me. Because I was looking at it and I did download one of someone's certificate mm -hmm. and I was going to edit my name into it. And I didn't in the end, but uh, it was just seeing that, seeing someone else do it made me think, well, yeah, I can do this. These are all people who are like me, who are on their own journey, exactly. putting the work in. And it just, it, it made things a lot easier for me, knowing that there was other people doing it. Yeah, definitely. Like having that, of course you have to believe in yourself, but when you see people in front of you with mm -hmm. the same resources, mm -hmm. they're just doing it. What difference are you? It doesn't matter where you come from. The beauty of trading, which I think a lot of people in the industry overlook, is that you're not judged by anything. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from, culture, mm -hmm. uh, color of skin, language, height. Like, <laughs> you're, you're not judged. Like The market is the market. Mm -hmm. It's neutral. You can think it's against you sometimes, right? And that's a psychological battle within itself. However you're not judged like if you're good you will get the results mm -hmm. if you work on your mind you will get the results like you're not going to get penalized is the point that i'm making yeah and i mean we live in a world where people are penalized for all kinds of things and that's a, a completely different rabbit hole of a topic however in this you're not and i think that's where most people are not taking a lot of solace from the fact that you're not judged it doesn't matter what you do for a job it doesn't matter you wash cars it doesn't matter as long as you've got a great attitude which mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. you can just scale up and just move forward and just be patient with it yeah. you clearly are patient did you ever have in your head how long you would be willing to give it you know some people have those timelines yeah um i think i in my head originally i thought maybe three years max i did know it was i treated it sort of like a business and i would tell family and friends this i'd say it's like creating a business you don't expect the business to just make a profit from the first year i said there will be years where you don't make profit at the beginning but then once things start picking up then it's a whole different ball game so i think three years i said max um i wouldn't have expected to take five years but it's it's felt like it doesn't feel that long anyway it's just passed by the time as
Yeah, it, it goes by much quicker than you think. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about your losses earlier. We spoke about you detaching yourself from this, like, right, I just need to pass on the fund now, mm -hmm. which, like, I mean, so many thousands of traders are going through this. Mm -hmm. I need to make 6% because I need to pass this challenge. Yeah. They're so focused on the wrong things. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, their mind isn't even in the right state. So why does it matter if they do pass? Because we know record payouts leads to blowing accounts anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, statistically, I'm sure you take a lot of comfort in the fact that the way that you're doing things is very, very important. And obviously the infrastructure mm -hmm. that you have here. Do you find confidence in that as well? I do definitely, yes. Um, it's just having that back in there. Because when you, uh, I did do it on my own for a certain period of time. And when you're just on your own, you, you don't really have any guidance. There's nothing there. Whereas if I'm within Falcon, I can rely on, I know that every single week the content's going to be released. There's going to be the people in the community always there. And it's sort of like keeping you accountable without even realizing it's mm -hmm. keeping you accountable because it's just always there. Yeah, I think that's key. And I think some people underestimate that just regular checking, whether it's on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. a little reminder to just get things in play mm -hmm. that sometimes people have said to me that and they're doing very well within the community. Mm -hmm. Just having that touch point for them to not get complacent is worth its weight in gold. Mm -hmm. So I think if you've got the right environment, you've got to leverage that. There are so many people out there right now. You've always got to look at statistics. You've got to look at how people win, where do they not win? Mm -hmm. So when I see people trying to learn on YouTube for free, I'm like, where, where are the examples of those people that are winning? Mm -hmm. And if you can't find them, you've basically put yourself in a, at a disadvantage. You've put yourself in a statistic where you're just not likely to win. Mm -hmm. So you could waste so many years trying to do it yourself out of arrogance, out of ego, spoke about this on a, another podcast recently. Have you found your ability to just listen well? Have you found that easy for you to do? Or have you? did you ever go through a patch where, whether it's myself, Abdul, or Ibi, we would say, right, do this, and then your mind would go, I'm going to do this. Or have you found yourself easy to just, right, this is what I need to do? I think it's been pretty easy for me because like, I've been quite laid back, like I say, and not really got um, so much involved in the community. So I've been able to just focus on what was important mm -hmm. and just listening to you and the coaches together. I, th I know obviously I recognize that you all, you're still a level above, but you all have your own ways, mm -hmm. which sort of um, filled me with confidence that I don't need to replicate every single thing exactly. Don't need to take every single trade. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So um, knowing that, I just kept on listening to you a lot. I'd take it with a pinch of salt, knowing that there might be a few discrepancies here and there, mm -hmm. um, but I just kept to that and just went with it. Yeah, it, it would be unrealistic to expect, I don't know, if Abdu and Ibi were sitting in the same room. Mm -hmm. Let's take the same trade exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, 95% is going to be very similar, but I mean, we're humans. Mm -hmm. We have different personalities, so we have different preferences. By default, we might just prefer something different, and that can be life experience. Mm -hmm. Like Abdu, for example, he's had very much like RuneScape probabilities really early on. That's mm -hmm. going to have shaped his probabilistic thinking. Yeah. Right, Ibi, very involved in fighting, right? Badminton, high competitive sport. That's going to shape a certain amount of thinking. So it's all different life experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I love about what we do, which is what I love about the fund. And I believe the reason why the fund has become so successful is because of that. Like you're not sitting there thinking, I need to take CAD yen because Mark is as well. So you can take CAD yen mm -hmm. and I might take dollar yen and there's a nice hedge to it. Or you might trade a commodity and I'm not and vice versa. And I believe that is why our stats are, are so good because of that. There's not this insecurity of, let's take all the same trades like a signal service. I mean, when did that ever do well for anyone? Yeah. So uh, no, you should be proud of yourself that you trust yourself to have that independent thinking. And I think that's very, really important. Right, thank you. Yeah, um, like I say, I, I can feel my, like I feel confidence within myself now. 
um, now that I've seen the results as well. I'm not so pressured to see like see the analysis and when other people, other people in the community are posting forecasts. They may have something different to me, but it doesn't affect me in any way. I know that what I'm doing clearly works. And I know that they could it could still work for them regardless of what I'm doing, whether we are doing something different. So I don't stress about it at all anymore. That's good. And I'm glad to hear it. I believe you've got a lot of key things figured out. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about the confidence part earlier. You mentioned about, you know, sometimes wishing that you would do more in the community. I think you've still got the order of priority, mm-hmm. which is at the end day, you need to take care of yourself first. If you can give value, give value. But as a priority, take care of your trading first. Like mm-hmm. no one's going to trade your account for, for you, but you. Mm-hmm. So you need to take care of that first and then you can give back and then you can help others and just in subtle ways that they would do for you as well. And I think that's an incredible networking environment. In 5, 10, 15 years, that's going to be vitally important. Like once you're trading uh, consistently for that period of time, you're going to realize for yourself how important a network is to just be able to have a conversation with someone that is in a similar position or maybe you're at seven figures and you just go for a bit of a drawdown period mm-hmm. and you can rub shoulders with someone who's also been at seven figures and experienced that mm-hmm. to leverage. Like That is powerful. Yeah. We've got Dubai at the end of the year. We've got lots of exciting things. For the next two, three years, where would you say that you see yourself or what would be like success to you? I think for me, what's always been in the front of my mind is sort of providing for my mum, Mm-hmm. And my family as well, um, but mainly my mum, to be honest with you. Um, I've been very blessed to have been brought up the way I have. And it's always the, one of the main reasons why I got into training in the first place was to sort of pay back what she's done for me. So a big part of what I would call success is possibly like providing for my mum, maybe retiring her, buying her own, her own house, um, a new car. Um, and other than that, I'd say there's a few different ways I'd want to venture with, because obviously trading is a vehicle in a way, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, maybe building my own gym. Nice. Um, building an animal shelter, because mm-hmm. um, I'm obsessed with animals, to be honest. Same likewise. <laughs> and I think those would be the, like, the main three. So looking after family, um, open up my own gym and open up an animal shelter. That's amazing. I love to hear that. Tom literally said a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. As you know, Tom Thorpe, we, we just had him on the podcast and uh, that's a goal of his to retire his mum as well. Mm-hmm. Success leaves clues. It's a commonality. You're both funded, mm-hmm. you're both on the podcast and you both know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you notice that people that are not where you are or where Tom is, is because they don't know why they're doing it. They just have money as a goal. Mm-hmm. And money is never the answer. Like that's just the byproduct of figuring out why you want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And if you can hold on to visions like that, animal shelter, retiring your mum, that, that's way more powerful. Like that's the kind of thought patterns that get you out of a drawdown streak mm-hmm. to go, right, there's a bigger picture here. I need to crack on, stop whining, stop complaining, think logical, do what I need to do and just move forward. And I think you've done that incredibly well. So, oh, Jack, thank you for taking the time to come up here. I really do appreciate it. Congratulations from us. Like, <laughs> you've you. absolutely smashed it. When even you can see, like, the equity curve. Yeah. Like, you can see the psychological patterns <laughs> yeah. in the equity curve. <laughs> and you should be proud of yourself that you got through that because there were so many times where you, you could have crumbled. Yeah, I was right there. But what's key? You let go. You let go of this idea that it has to happen now and then it happened for you. So Thank congrats you. onwards so and upwards. And I'm sure many people will be de- DMing you in the community now <laughs> yeah. that we find out what is the secret sauce. <laughs> the thing is, you've just applied everything that's in front of you and I'm, I'm really proud of that. Right. Thank you so much for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. No worries.